you can set out on a great thing for God. You can want to be free. You can want to lose weight. Your, the desire of your heart can be exactly the will of God, and there is still going to be suffering in that experience. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. So today's topic, I think, is a powerhouse, and it's all about when your flesh is crying out for what it wants and you're in that place of struggle. I'm going to share with you the mindset that you need to have when going into your weight loss journey. And when you particularly are facing struggles, I want to share some some tactics and some strategies you can use that will benefit you. And I'll share a little bit of my journey with you, not because I want to brag about my journey, because that is the furthest thing from the truth. My journey was hard and it was painful and I cried as you well know, in some of the previous podcasts, but it was also victorious and it brought me out into a place of freedom. Jesus brought me to a place of freedom. And that is what we're doing here together. We're working to get you your freedom so that you can live the life that God has called you to live so that you can become everything the father has for you. You become God's perfect size to do the work that the Lord has for you. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And the title of this topic is not a fun one but it is a necessary one and it's called crucifying the flesh. So by now, you know, I have a slight obsession with Galatians chapter five, and it's only because it's one of those scriptures that you find early on. And it's a place where God meets you and you meet him. So it becomes like a memorial in your heart. That's Galatians chapter five for me. When I read for the very first time that it is for freedom that Christ sets us free, I didn't understand the context of that scripture. I didn't know that it was talking about the Jewish people trying to go back to their, their, customs and relying on circumcision and marks of the flesh to show their faithfulness rather than trusting in Christ. I had no idea what that scripture was about. All I knew was that it said it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And it's that very basic understanding where God met me and grabbed a hold of my heart and where I cried out to him. And I was like, God, if you can set other people free, would you do it for me? And he spoke to me, not audibly with a voice, but I knew in my heart he was, I felt his love and I knew he was communicating to me, yes, I will set you free. And so I latched onto that and I ran with it and I believed it. I said that scripture in season and out of season. I said that scripture to anybody who would listen because I was so excited that God was willing to choose me. To, he saw me and he knew me by name and he called me and he let me know, I see you and I will set you free. I will set you free, even if you don't have the full understanding of the scripture. And that's the beauty of God. He'll take you where you are in your infancy stage, and he'll give you that, and he'll teach you and build on it as time goes on. But he gathered me up and he taught me, and I believed him. That was the bottom line. I just believed him. And so I walked into my freedom, not having an understanding of true theology, not having an understanding of a lot of the ologies of the Bible, but I knew God loved me. And I knew he was willing to set me free. And I know to this day that he's the one who gave me my freedom. So with that being said, I talk a lot about walking by the spirit, according to the spirit so that we don't gratify the desires of our flesh. That's also in Galatians chapter five. Read it. I love that chapter. And if you do read it and you want to talk about it, meet me over in my Facebook group at God's Perfect Size. And we can talk about it there and share a little roundtable discussion around it. But back to the topic at hand. The one thing I haven't really talked about, which may end up being a three-part series for us, maybe a two to three-part series, but 
one thing I haven't told you a lot about is the suffering on this side, on the other side of your yes. And I know that's not a popular topic and it wasn't one that I was prepared for and I was just innocent in my approach to it all. Maybe that helped because I didn't know it was coming down the line. But the truth is, no matter what people tell you, when you say yes to God, the roses don't just suddenly bloom and birds start singing over you and everything in your life is is made perfect and you never have to suffer. If somebody tells you that or sells you that gospel, I need you to give it right back to them. And because the Bible says we're going to suffer. We are going to suffer. In this life, we are going to suffer because this life is not perfect. We're going to face colds and sniffles. We're going to face challenges with relationships and people we love. We're going to face hardships. And yes, People die for the gospel every day. People are crucified and their families are torn apart. Lives are lost for the gospel. That's the truth of it. And I can't sugarcoat it. And I'm never going to lie to you. God says it's going to happen. The Bible tells us it's going to happen. And we sense it and we feel it and we experience it. So you don't need someone to tell you. Now, a lot of times we get angry with God because this world is broken and full of sin. And we get angry with God and we say, well, if he's God and he's on the throne, then this shouldn't happen. Well, the truth is he's on the throne. He's God. And it does happen. And there is pain and there is suffering. And he tells us that it's that it's going to happen in this lifetime. But he does promise to be with us in the suffering. He promises you and me that we he will never leave us nor forsake us. He's not going to walk away from you. He's going to always be for you and not against you. So you've got to trust God and take him at his word because he really is present and he really is there even in the suffering. And yes, this life is is finite. It has an end and it's going to end in a, in a death. And this life is going to include things that we may not love, painful things. And that's just the way it is. But God will not leave you. He'll not forsake you. He'll walk you through it. He did it with his son. Jesus hung on the cross. God was present with him. God walked with him through his ministry. God was there when the crowds tried to stone him. And God helped hide him and told him when to go and when to stay. And God will do the same thing for you. But ultimately, there is suffering for the Christian. And so that brings me to today's topic, because I you can set out on a great thing for God. You can want to be free. You can want to lose weight. Your The desire of your heart can be exactly the will of God, and there is still going to be suffering in that experience. And that happened to me. And I want to tell you about it in full transparency, because in Galatians chapter 5, it tells us that we have to crucify the flesh. Now, I don't know about you, but the last time I read about a crucifixion, it wasn't a holiday and it wasn't a happy thing. It's not something you seek out or you ask for. It's actually torture and it's painful. And crucifixion ends with death. That's the whole point of a crucifixion. So when God tells us that we have to crucify the flesh, let me tell you, there are going to be death pains. You're going to feel that the old is being ripped away, that old mindset, and you're going to wrestle with it. You're going to have cravings and it's going to be a battle of the mind and a battle of the wills. That's going to happen. You might even feel when your body goes through withdrawal from alcohol or sugars or things that, that you've abused to excess. You may not be spared those things. For many of us, even... When we set out to do something good, we can still experience those things. And for me, it was the sugar part and the mental battle. Y'all, I walked around some days just feeling crazy in my mind. Like I couldn't 
stop the thoughts of food. I felt like I was always hungry. I felt like I was tempted at every turn. And I believe that's what was happening because the enemy is not going to give up and he's not going to stop fighting for you, but neither is your savior. And those things were hard and my flesh wanted what it wanted and it cried and it went from crying to tantruming and it went from tantruming to just flat out screaming at the top of its lungs. And I would some nights just go to bed feeling very excited and exhausted just so that I could go to sleep and for a few hours stop obsessing about food. And that was my experience. It was hard. And I shared with you in a previous episode how the sugar cravings got so bad that I, I wrote in my journal, if I thought the paint had sugar in it, I would have licked the walls. That's how bad it got for me. I could not turn it off. My flesh was crying out for sugar. And I just remember crying and telling the father, please help me resist this because it felt like the hardest thing I've ever had to do. That is just my experience. I don't know if it will be that way for you, but just in case it is, I'm telling you, stay with it. Trust God in the process. For me, it went from being a daily battle to an hourly battle to some days it was minute to minute. I literally just had to keep crying out to God every few minutes because it wasn't letting up. It just felt relentless in my mind and in my flesh. Did I make it out? Yeah, I did. I walked through that, but I couldn't have done it without the Holy Spirit present inside of me. I literally had to put some strategies in place. I had to take certain foods out of my house and I had to put scriptures into my mind. I had to have prayers on my tongue and I had to have worship ready in my heart. I did. I used those tools like weapons and those are the weapons of warfare that Christians have. I had to rely on those. I had to rely on those weapons for a physical battle that I, that I was experiencing. I used spiritual weapons for a physical battle. And in case you find yourself in that place, I'm here to tell you that God is faithful in the process. But the task of crucifying the flesh is a dying, painful process. God could spare you of that. I asked him to spare me. You can certainly ask him to spare you. But just in case he wants you to walk through that so that you come out more mature, more refined on the other side, more faithful, more loyal, more in love with the Father, so that he can entrust you with more responsibility, just in case he takes you through all of that to get you to that end game, use your spiritual weapons. Those weapons, they're certain and they're true, and they look nothing like weapons of this world. The greatest weapons that you have at your disposal are your ability to pray, your ability to call out to the Father and ask Him for mercy. You're being filled with the Holy Spirit and knowing that He's a real presence inside of you. He's not in theory, He's real. Because He's in there inside of you, talk to Him. I wake up in the morning and I say, good morning, Holy Spirit. Show me what to do today. Download in me what I need to know. You know the battles I'm going to face. Prepare me. I walked by the Spirit and I just kept, I kept talking with the Holy Spirit inside of me and asking him to lead me and to guide me. I prayed. I used the name of Jesus. Jesus says that we have all authority in his name. If you are not using the name of Jesus, then you are really losing your battles because everything we do is in his name. So when something is plaguing me or something is in my path or the enemy comes to attack me, I use the name of Jesus. I use the authority that I have in his name and I tell it to leave or I command healing in his name. Does it mean that God does everything I say do? No, because it's not my name. 
I use Jesus' name, and it's up to him to decide how that name is to be used. If he wants to bring healing on a Thursday, fine. If he wants to bring it three Thursdays from now, that's fine too. I submit to the authority of Jesus and I use his name like he tells me to do in his word, but the end result is his, not mine. And we can't bank on our own images and pictures of how the journey should look. So use the authority of Jesus' name. I pray and I speak the word. I speak the word. If you don't know the word of God, then you're not even in the battle. I'm not going to lie. You're not even in the battle. Jesus had to use scripture and go toe to toe with Satan. And he defeated him by the use of scripture. Scripture being used in the right way. Scripture being used with understanding. Scripture being used with wisdom. That is how we use scripture. If you're not reading the word, you can't understand it or know the wisdom behind it. So read the word, ingest it as much as you can, start learning it. Remember key phrases. If something jumps out to you, write it down. You don't have to write down everything. I mean, you could if you wanted to, but sometimes when you're in a battle, you just need a few good scriptures after you've read a chapter or a whole book in the Bible, write down what leaps out to you, what tugs at your heart. That's usually where God is leading you. That's usually a message and a word that is for you and is personal to you and your situation. Write it down, memorize it and use it. Put it in your purse, put it in your car, write it on the back of your hand if you have to, especially if the journey is minute to minute like me. I had to stick it on the fridge. And every time out of habit, my hand reached out to open that refrigerator or open a cabinet that had snacks in it, especially back then for my kids, I had to look at that scripture and read it out loud. I had to pass through that scripture before I made a a conscious choice to do it. And it stopped me. It stopped me so many times and it saved me. And after a while, I just had those scriptures running through my mind because I had now memorized them. I had seen them so often from reaching out to grab a snack that I learned them pretty quickly. Those are your spiritual weapons because you're going to need them. When you're walking through this place, when you are going through withdrawals and you are in that process of crucifying the flesh, withdrawal can be a part of that. You're going to need God. You're going to need his weapons. You're going to need his wisdom. You're going to need his mercy. You're going to need to run into your room and cry sometimes and just sit in his presence sobbing, telling him all about the fact that your flesh feels weak and you need strength from him and he'll meet you in that place. So I hope you enjoyed today's talk. It is a battle. You are in a battle and your flesh is going to cry out for what it wants and you might feel the suffering of it. Just know you're not alone and just know you're not weaponless. God is with you. And if you set out on this journey, he's going to walk you through every bit of it. Don't look ahead. Don't look to the left or right. Just stay on the path, putting one foot in front of the other and sometimes praying minute to minute because your father hears you and he'll not leave you and he'll not forsake you and his yoke is easy. He will help you carry that burden. You don't have to do it alone. I pray that you know that you are loved and that you are are absolutely an overcomer and that God is with you in this process. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. I look forward to you being with me in the next episode. I pray blessings over you. I pray strength as you continue on your journey to become in God's perfect size. Before we end this episode, how about we utilize one of heaven's greatest weapons against the enemy? A joy music is here to lead us into a worship experience. So turn your heart to the Father, the only one who can save your soul, and let's worship his holy name together. Be blessed.
I sought you from the start Oh, you've captured my heart I'm looking for you now I cry to be found I'm searching far and wide My all to be your bride Here I am I say come I say come I'm so in love with you I'll sing it through the ages, it's true I'm so in love with you I could write pages of my love for you I'm so in love with you I'll sing it through the ages, it's true I'm so in love with you I could write pages of my love for you Of my love for you Of my love for you If you enjoyed your worship experience with the Joy Music, be sure to download your favorites on iTunes, Spotify, and all major streaming platforms today.